You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Welcome to Shot of History. Welcome back to Shot of History. I'm Stephanie. I am the color man, Big Dev. <laughs> I'm Allie. More Halloween with Dave this time. That's Calvin. Oh, that's, that's not, that's that's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing. We're doing something different, but <laughs> not, ha- not Halloween. <laughs> Dave, chicken out. <laughs> you can't be me. I can't be me. This is, Cal- this is Calvin. Anyway, you know me. But. Dave. Ashley. Genie. <laughs> Yay. Full studio. <laughs> yeah, we do have a full studio. Yet, for- except we're missing. Melissa. But yeah, my wife Melissa is here. My wife. My wife is paying attention. It's great. Yeah, the last time she was in the studio, that was phenomenal. That yeah. worked out really, really you well. You lost yeah. her. You lost her. I, I know. I didn't. Her. No, I knew exactly where she was. <laughs> she lost herself. She's going back to sleep. She's with Dave. She's safe. I'm going back to sleep. I've never heard the end of that either. Like that's you a framed quote. To come get me. Like, like that's a framed quote that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to do Dave. it in needlepoint. She was like, you were not even worried about me like you were with Dave it's almost like Ross on Friends like we were on a break like, you were with Dave Like that was. I feel like I need to take a picture of her and Dave today and then frame it yes. with a small plaque that says she was with Dave, Dave. she, she was, safe. was safe right <laughs> All right, well, uh, Deb is going to be our historian today. Yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Sidney Gottlieb and the MK Ultra Project. Oh, I wanted to talk uh. about Sidney Gottlieb. Oh, you beat me to the punch. All right, well, before we get to that, everybody raise your glasses. You know what time it is. Mm, Cheers. To Cheers. Here we go. Oh, bad decisions. <sighs> I Ooh. really love this banana, banana moon pie moonshine. It is so good. So, so good. <laughs> I might have to try some. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. See, see? And it's even got like a little mason jar pour. I thing. love that. That so, is so yeah, cute. Yeah. That's fun. It is, it is awesome. It's good time. They also I have chocolate and vanilla. <laughs> Ooh, you could make a really super alcoholic mixed drink. That's a it. banana yeah. split. I was yeah. going to say, you could totally make ice cream with it. Throw, or throw that a, will uh, fuck you. Whoa, marshmallows! Yeah. Just as long as it doesn't taste like banana now and later, because banana no. candy should not exist. Yeah. Did I get? There's I a agree. guy right there, okay. gross. Like not 50 feet away, that has liquid nitrogen and does ice cream. Ooh. That could do good things with that. I'm just saying, <laughs> right? Yeah. I uh, said I was getting ice cream after this episode. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I've never had nitro ice cream. All right, Dev, take it. All take right, us down this crazy trail. All right. So to start, I first want to just uh, throw out a book that I've been listening to. It's called uh, Poisoner in Chief. Uh, it's Sidney <laughs> Gottlieb and the CIA Search for Mind Control by Stephen Kinzer. I've been listening to it on. Uh, Audible. It's a great book. Uh, it really kind of. I mean, everybody already assumes the CIA is fucked up. <laughs> what? But this really exposes just how fucked up it was after World War II. <laughs> 
Um, so, so yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to do a little bit of Kelvin here. I'm going to, I'm going to start kind of. Fuck white people? Yeah, well, I mean, maybe. Sicily, <laughs> 1922. Fu- fuck white people. Fuck Jefferson. All right. Uh, that's when the I show. Say fuck white people, I mean, literally. Literally. Fuck white <laughs> it's some good shit. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so in 1945, uh, World War II comes to an end. Uh, officially, um, and that this is where you know the United States realizes, hey, we're out of this war. We've got to start a new war, right? Because that's what the U.S. does. So it's what we do, yeah, yeah. we pound our chest and go, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. yeah, we love war. Apparently. Yeah, I mean, we know, we know, uh, kind of from the history. I think I did a while back where we were talking about the uh, basically the race to get to the atom bomb. Um, we basically dropped both both warheads on Japan because we didn't want the Russians there. Naga, yeah. Naga, not going to exist tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is, they had surrendered Yeah, they'd already we dropped the surrendered. first one, yeah. but they hadn't done so unconditionally. Like, right. well, we got an extra atom bomb. What are we going to do with this shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got to do something. Right. But that second team was like, I'm not just holding on to this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've, we've got to get rid of this. This is like, not, dangerous. Yeah, Naga, Naga, not going to be there anymore, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, there we go. Uh, like, so, the switch has been flipped. Right. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, the U.S. Sorry, Japanese listeners. Sorry. The U.S. And, and capitalism in general, I guess we could say, is in a race to basically make sure communism does not go global. Um, so after World War Two ends, uh, we start, you know, the, the U.S. military, the, the United Kingdom, we start picking up German scientists and physicists and whatnot and, uh, you know, people that ran the, the you camps. You welcome Argentina. Yeah. yeah. Um, they start picking them up and, you know, we go through the Nuremberg trials, but they also at the same time are picking up all this information um, from these recovered uh, Nazi scientists uh, for – and not only that, but the – documentation uh that they kept for uh showing that they were developing nerve gas agents so like uh sarin uh tab mustard, cabin, mustard. mustard gas uh the v2 rocket Cyclone, yeah. yeah um so they're 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 pulling all these records uh pulling all these records together um of like oh this is where warfare is going right um, so they, so they, this was after World War Two when World War One was more about like poisonous gas, right? So, um, you, Wonder Woman getting, stopped that. Wonder Woman stopped yeah. that. Yeah, because women are amazing. Yeah, they are. You also get, um, uh, this is where germ and yet warfare, they poison people, right? This is also where germ warfare is coming in, allegedly. Um, because you also, you also find out that, uh, the Japanese have similar programs going on where they're doing human testing, but it's, um, it's basically all in one compound. It's not as uh, it's not as well talked about, but there is this clandestine area in I believe it was eastern China where uh, the uh, the Japanese had interred a bunch of Chinese people, and they were doing really nasty, weird testing. They really uh, hated each other. Yeah, yeah. It, so it's disgusting how quickly like humans turn on other humans and yeah. do yeah. this kind of thing because they're not other. human. Mm-hmm. Right, like that person over there. Wait, is interred not Chinese people or interred yeah. Japanese people? Interred Chinese people. Okay, right. yeah. So no, the interned Japanese people were here in America. Oh, yeah, oh, right. that yeah. was here. Yeah, yeah. I've been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so as that. so as part of this, uh, as we're going through the Nuremberg trials, um, at the same time you have Operation Paperclip going on, which is uh, a CIA United States. Uh, um, program to start bringing like all these really 
what we would actually consider the worst of the worst from the war, they start trying to find ways to bring them to the United States to learn from them what they were developing. Again, super <laughs> yeah. screwed up. The so, worst of the worst. Right. Let's get them. We're gonna we get, need those people. We want to offer you a job so yeah. we yeah. can learn. So they try to do We the, do this with hackers now. Yeah. Yeah. We, we do the same thing with hackers. Right. I get it. So we, do, so we do the same thing with the Japanese, but because because the Japanese attacked us at Pearl Harbor, there is way more – it's a way harder time to try to get those scientists here. So they just start going to Japan and, and going like, where was this place? Take us there. Show us your records. <laughs> and like uh. sending, sending our scientists over there to learn, uh, learn about these programs. Um, Good, good, bad, you know, whatever. However you want to take it, obviously, super bad. <laughs> um, so as, as we, uh, so as the, the U.S. military um, is recovering these records, uh, we start getting into uh, the beginning of the Cold, the Cold War. So 1946 comes around. Um, George F. Uh, Keenan uh, out of Moscow. He was our U.S. diplomat to, to Moscow at the was time. Was Kel there as well? Who? Kel? Kel? Keenan and Cal. Cal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Good Burger Home with Good Burger. (laughs) Can I take your order? Thank you, George. So George F. Keenan, our uh, our diplomat in Moscow, uh, sends home um, what is what is referred to as the long telegram. It is later published as uh, the X article. He sends his telegram as Mr. X um, in night in July of 1947. How long is the long telegram? Uh, it's it's long. <laughs> it ends up getting published in uh, in a uh, in Foreign Affairs magazine at, under the the, the the pseudonym Mr. X um, in 1947. Basically, the whole thing advocates communism's bad. We have to figure out a way to make sure we can maintain and like stop out and start like basically the the Red Scare. It's like this whole thing starting to happen with the, the Cold War. Let me just be very clear on this. Um, there's a new video game that has just come out mm-hmm. called Control. Yep. It is a fantastic game. Okay. And I do believe that video game designers and storytellers get over on the fact that people don't understand history. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. everything you're talking about is literally the plot <laughs> of, this, <laughs> of game? this game. Oh, well, yeah. They just <laughs> – And it's a the... brand new game. People yeah. are like, this is novel. This is amazing. Right. This, is this happened in reality. <laughs> this, yeah, this was real But it's, life. it's fictionalized. So right. I, I think uh, it's amazing. I'm like, he's, he's explaining the plot of Control. Right, yeah. So uh, so this telegram gets pu- – this, this foreign, uh, telegram gets published in Foreign Affairs magazine um, to advocate Soviet containment and, and stomp out communism. Um, at around the same time, uh, Edgewood Arsenal in Maryland is uh, home to the um, Armed Forces Research Facility that takes on all of this Nazi uh, German uh, nerve gas, uh, chemical warfare, germ warfare uh, documentation. And it is, it is now, in 1948, they start actually testing low doses of these chemicals on personnel in the military. They, with, they do this. With or without their knowledge? Uh, I was going to say. <laughs> I, I, I will say yeah. So this is, this is the first, 
This is the first time you start seeing the United States saying, yeah, we're going to we're going to abide by the Nuremberg Code. We're totally not going to abide by the Nuremberg Code. Psych. <laughs> yeah. Yes, public. So so they so some of it is uh, it, it is uh, with the consent of the volunteers. Um, so this just trying to give you a time frame. So this starts in 1948. It goes all the way through 1975. The only reason it stopped in 1975 was because, and this this is the there was too much scandal, and there was questionable ethics at, at play. That was were, wait, in world yeah. politics. Were they really questionable? Yeah. <laughs> so so over that time frame, oh, seven thousand soldiers were tested with two hundred and fifty different chemicals, oh, starting in 1948 at uh, at this Edgewood Arsenal facility. Um, they tested mustard hey, gas. What does this do to you? What does this do to <laughs> yeah. you? What does this do to you? Yeah. Well, yeah. They were lab rats. Yeah. yeah. Essentially. So, I mean, so they test mustard gas. They test, this lens or that lens? Uh, one or two. This lens right. or one. that lens. Exactly. <laughs> or two. Uh, they test Three, VX, sarin four. gas. Um, they also, so not only are they giving them these nerve agents, but they're testing the antidotes and then the reactivators to combat the antidotes to see how people So this react. is this is like the opioid epidemic and then like we also have the cure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um they also yeah. test uh irritants uh that are commonly used as uh riot riot uh, quellers, so tear gas and that and that kind of thing. Um they also look at alcohol and caffeine as control devices. Um and uh they start testing drugs. So like they start with weed they move on to cocaine. So what you're saying is yeah. weed is the gateway drug. Yes, yes. They, 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 <laughs> it's the government, it's yes. step yeah. one. You're right. Yeah. So, so this, all of this is leading up to, because at the same time, um, the government is very fearful that the, the communists are taking uh, world leaders and people and, and, and brainwashing them and sending them overseas to, to infiltrate governments. So and they're trying – exactly. So, mm-hmm. yeah, later on we get the Manchurian candidate you know, out of this um, – but so they're, they're they know that the Russians are trying to find something to control people, whether that be hypnosis, drugs. Um, so not only is it just pop music, right? <laughs> not only is it these these chemicals to Brand kill people, man. but how do we wipe clear the brain of someone, instill what we want them to be, um, and then completely forget that we did that? Here's the deal. <laughs> Uh, They're doing all this, wasting millions of dollars of taxpayer money. Yeah, yeah. I remember when we they talked could about- just be like, "Hey, do you want to come do a podcast about history? <laughs> Here's some alcohol. Hey, yeah. same right. difference. Have you yeah. heard about Have you heard about tequila? Tequila. Yeah. Do you remember when we talked about flipper fucking? No. Yeah. months ago. No, I no no recollection. That's proof the program would work under alcohol. So so Edgewood Hunter alcohol. Yes. I've had to apologize to Steph for things I said. I don't remember saying them like it was recorded, so I yeah. clearly did. But that's why I like you know having recordings. Yeah. That- right. Calvin? No. Calvin! <laughs> I'm surprised I've been invited back every single time. So so Edgewood Arsenal was developing these. Um so in, but in nineteen fifty, this is where it kind of it goes. Oh, this uh, is where it goes weird. This is well, this is like the first Time that we get a clear, defined uh, violation of the Nuremberg Code. So in 1950, uh, Edgewood Arsenal wanted to understand how a uh, a germ agent could be dispersed and uh, attack the the people of the United States. 
their best their best guess was like, well, plausible deniability yeah, is what was, I'm hearing. Yeah. Was you know you know where it has a lot of fog and would be really easy to hide all of all of this testing. All there of our bullshit. San Francisco. There was no bay. Yeah. yeah. So in 1950, they create a. So there's there's conflicting. How do people not believe in chemtrails? Yeah, how do people not believe in chemtrails? So there's 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 conflicting stories. So one story I found said it was a dust made to act like anthrax. Fantastic. The other story that I hear it was a uh, an actual biological weapon that was considered non harmful. But it was something that they could track based weapons on are yeah. biological yeah. weapons. Okay. So, so during yeah. so yeah. during the height of a not a biological tagging. weapon. Have, have any of you seen the show Fringe? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I love this it. is Fringe. <laughs> yeah. This is Fringe. This is literally that is Fringe. Correct. So that so they pull so the Navy show. pulls a boat out into out in San Francisco Bay during the the peak of the morning fog, and they release this agent into the air, and it and it drifts over. Way more than San Francisco. Like they were hoping it only stayed to San Francisco. It like hits yeah, several areas. Yeah, because nobody understands that air moves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah, dispersion through so, air. So now keep in mind, I said the they figured this was just easily trackable, but wouldn't kill anybody. There is at least one death attributed to this. <laughs> lies. And it was all lies. And ten but people. But we said. Yeah. <laughs> We had no take backsies. <laughs> yeah. So ten yeah, people we don't know what that noise is. end yeah, up in the hospital for there. there's a it's lot fine. of good. Yeah. the screams of the damned. We're yeah. fine. <laughs> there uh, ten ten yeah, people it's, become That's everyone who was part of this experiment yeah. that had no knowledge they yeah. were part of this that's experiment. Sound of yeah. fog in San Francisco Bay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they uh, so ten people end up hospitalized with these weird cases of an unknown disease. Um, they are lucky. One person actually does die. Um, were they but, vaping? Because it sounds like yeah. they were vaping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. so Relevant. <laughs> so after this this happens, in 1951, Sidney Gottlieb, who um, was originally told he can't, like when World War II broke out, he, he'd signed up for the draft. He was denied because he had uh, club foot and he had this, uh, these other ailments and they, they were like, no, no. He's like, yeah, but I got, you know, I've got this duty to serve. I've got to, I've got to serve. <laughs> I got a duty. <laughs> yeah. duty to serve. I've got a duty to serve. Giggity duty um, to serve. So he does, so he does all this research. He becomes well known um, as a, essentially as a poison expert. The CIA hires him in 1951 at, at, the, at the age of 33 to become their. Was it Bell, Biv, or yeah. DeVoe? It was DeVoe. <laughs> uh, always DeVoe. <laughs> Damn it. He, so he, he is hired by the CIA as a poison expert. Um, in the course of uh, some of his projects, um, he piggybacks off of Operation Paperclip to gain access to a lot of these German scientists that were dealing with various uh, poisons, various drugs, um, a lot of barbiturates, uh, amphetamines, how they can control. By the way, I will just say that people love the word barbiturates. All of us collectively do not understand what that word means. Right. We just all go along with barbiturates. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. I so am with you. Yeah, that comes no up all the time. So in no all one knows what it is. They're in NyQuil. So one of the tests that Nobody he that he wants to study is um, this uh, barbiturates and amphetamine drugging, right? Whoa. So it's you put a IV with barbiturates and an IV with amphetamines. Oh no! One in one arm and one in the other. What? As the you person, as the person starts to fall asleep with the barbiturates, 
they spike them with the amphetamines to wake them back up, and so, it's supposed to make them more pliable to questioning. <laughs> so speedballing. Yeah, okay. essentially, yes. Uh, um, oh. And they do this as an interrogation method. Um, a lot... A lot of this happens. A lot. It's really animated. I cannot. Ex- I cannot stress enough how much in the this basement happens. of it's New York City right Police Department. Yeah. As he's telling hey, that story, how many, um, many Woo girls were out there? Yeah. A lot. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Woo! So, so I like how it's all the men doing the noises. Yeah. So, but you also are not denying the reality of a woo girl versus a. Uh, uh, no, not at all. <laughs> I'm not right. denying the reality. I am, however, denying that any of us fall into those categories <laughs> yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah, now, I'm saying when you're basis. super drunk, you're in one of the two categories. <laughs> I will have no. a pedal pub dedicated well, to what's us. What's the middle ground? What is a middle ground? <laughs> Still making fun of woo girls. I would do it. When I'm super drunk. Or yay girls. Until the day is done. She's not a yay girl. I am not a yay girl or a woo girl. All right. Let's bring it back around to the histories, people. I'm sorry. I'm a barbiturate. I'm just saying. Project Archer. I'm just saying. I'm going to have one of those dedicated to us with a recording device in 20 minutes. All right. Let's go. All right. So, anyways, let's wrap this show. Project Archer over here. Yeah. So, Sidney Gottlieb finds out about all this testing. That's going on in Edgewood Arsenal. He finds out that they're. They, he finds out Godfrey they're did with, what? <laughs> they find out he's wor- they're working with weed. They do co- they do cocaine uh, for for interrogation purposes. They, <laughs> for interrogation, like everybody in your story is white. Everybody in your story has got to be white, right? Hold on. Then, <laughs> I mean, do, with a name like Gottlieb, he's at least but not Jewish. Heroin as the as the method of to interrogation. They use the withdraw from heroin. <gasps> As the interrogation method. Because white guys are famous for the pull-out method. Thank you. So they get to this point, and then... And then they find out about LSD, this this wonder, uh, wonder also drug. known as LSD. Yeah, LSD, LSD twenty five. Lysergic acid dilithamide. Yep. Thank you. They start uh, they start testing with that as a biochemistry. I used to make my own. What do you want? <laughs> um, they use that as mind control. So in 1953, uh, Project MK Ultra officially is sanctioned by the, the CIA. At this time. Uh, Gottlieb goes out because he is so con- he's he is so sure that LSD is the mind control drug. It really that, is I'm that he lie. buys. Yeah. yeah, he gets the CIA to buy the world supply of LSD <laughs> at the time. <laughs> it's just not that more. hard to make. Like what? so, so yeah, we I don't know. It's not have that your hard degree, to make. Dave. So so they so they buy. And this is the funny thing. So in the book that I that I mentioned, they the, they send a person to, and I can't remember the country that it was developed in, but they send the they send a representative to this country. They the, the representative talks to them. And they're like, oh, well, for like twenty three thousand dollars, they'll sell they sell they'll sell us forty three kilograms of LSD. Good God. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> they find out later after they've paid Holy this money. Holy shit! After they've paid this money, yeah, because it's it's dosed in micrograms, yeah. dude. That's that's like, a lot of like that's an entire drop. Grateful Dead concert waiting mm-hmm. to However, happen. However, once they get it, times. once they get it, it's only forty three grams. Oh, well, okay. Uh, because there wasn't a whole lot, Sidney Gottlieb actually pays the Eli Lilly company to reverse engineer LSD <laughs> and start making more LSD specifically for the CIA. Reverse engineering is how I made my Iron Man suit. I watched the movie. I was like, this, this is possible, <laughs> and that's what I did. 
Not so quite I <laughs> not, not, not the same. <laughs> wow, you're very drunk right now. So, <laughs> no, so, you're just a basic Game of Thrones Stark bitch. Yeah. I say I'm Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I you're just a basic Game of Thrones Iron Stark Man. bitch. So, <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm, I'm Iron All right. Man. I have a, a Guys, sit down. Guys. I gotta get through it, y'all. Yeah, I'm, 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 almost, I'm almost done with this. White Claw. And we, we might run over just a little bit. but uh, So anyway, Sydney, Sydney is not sad Satisfied with just the lab control results, he has to try this on on normal people without their consent. Right. The next breaking of the Nuremberg Code. Yeah, right. But wait, there's more. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, hey, so do you want this sugar cube? In in 1953, uh, April of 1953, uh, Sidney Gottlieb and through a number of cover companies um, starts giving out LSD to, like, mental health institutions, uh, one in Lexington, Kentucky in particular, um, where the gentleman, and I cannot uh, cannot the, remember the name. The of, Lube State. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> in Kentucky, he gives, he gives it to this, uh, uh, this mental health institution. Um, the guy was also denied military, uh, military acceptance for World War II. So the head researcher was all like, well, yeah, I'm on board with this. This is, you know, America first, you know, (laughs) Um, America. Yeah. So, so he starts, he starts giving, uh Oh, (laughs) so he starts giving, uh, doses, daily doses of LSD to the, to the mental health patients, um, the, the prison, uh, this is essentially prisoners. They can't fight. Hallucinates, right? Needs LSD. Those so are some schizophrenics. Some of it, like, let's not be judgy. Yeah. So some of it, they were uh, they were passing with schizophrenia. off schizophrenia. They were passing these these doses off as treatments for schizophrenia, s- treatments for a very you know this let's let them help. hallucinate the right way. Right. Yeah. So and there was also drug. You know, this was also a place to treat uh, uh, heroin users, and, and so they. Said, "Hey, you take this, and we'll give you more heroin if yeah. you continue to take this." <laughs> As yes, to, oh, I'm laughing because it's so yeah, dude. I can't if yeah. I don't laugh. Yeah. Like, and like that's that, what I'm drug not gonna lie. Like, do dude, now. the combination of LSD and heroin, I cannot. Like, that's yeah, right. no, yeah. So because no. you're already no. delirious okay, so while you're here's, withdrawing, here's the, and now you're the, like, I'm Eddie Murphy delirious. No, we're getting into a crossover episode. Please listen to my show because. All of you need to read or listen to Michelle Alexander's The New Jim Crow, where we talk about the crossover mm-hmm. between this, where there's a discrepancy between certain people who do all this yeah. and minority groups right. well, who do all this. And, it, and, and these you know where that would be are... a great place for that? The pop of the plug segment. <laughs> the pop of the plug. Too late. <laughs> I'm doing it. This is foreshadowing. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> all right. Foreshadowing. So, or to, to premature. To piggyback off of what yeah. Calvin said, uh, this particular mental institution in Kentucky, mostly black people. So, yeah. Oh, yes. I am. I'm yeah. pretending to be surprised yeah. as a black person. Wow. Um, so they. So they <laughs> jump down, turn around, grab a tab of LSD. Jump down, turn around, grab a bag of day. So. So as part wow. of the, the courses of this experiment, they want to see how what a overdose of LSD looks like. So they continually oh. upgrade 
the the last time they give. <laughs> I mean, you're the already last in a mental test, hospital. Yeah, <laughs> the last test is 300 micrograms of LSD is what they give to a guy in a single dose. Really, that's the last test. That was the last that's test because because the, the guy was the guy just lost his shit. They like they're like, yeah. well, he's gonna kill himself. He's this. He's that. Like he just could not handle it. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, to also go along with that, they over the course of 174 days, they dose a patient with, you know, what would be considered a normal dose of LSD. Um, so like for what, 174 and days, what is that? What was a normal dose? Uh, I can't, I can't remember the exact number because yeah. like apparently if you do six micrograms, yeah. That's enough. You are declared criminally insane. Or it's not criminally yeah. insane. It's legally insane. Legal, whatever. Yeah. Tomato, Either way. Tomato. So no, there's 100... actually a huge difference. Yeah. But no, cri- no. If you're legally, if you're illegally yeah. insane, are you not criminally? <laughs> We're moving on. No. Depends on what go. you do. <laughs> you Regardless, fine. for 174 <laughs> days, this this gentleman every day is subjected to a dose of LSD. That's that's his life. Um, a, a real uh, a real famous name that you might so, might know from from this testing is Whitey Bulger. Oh, he had schizophrenia. Oh shit, they made a movie about him. Yep, mm-hmm. he had schizophrenia, and while he was in prison, they said, "Here's here's this drug. We're testing it to cure schizophrenia. You take it. You basically tell us." <laughs> and like, so he later writes a, a book about like the treatment that he got, and that he you know basically was pushed to the edge of killing himself. So you know. There's a lot of uh, a lot of bad stuff comes out of this. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> um, they're 1990 giving it to, to 1993. Like those were okay years for me. Yeah. Like I'm all right. Um, they also uh, so Sidney Gottlieb also has a program where he uh, partnered up with universities, where the university psychology departments, under the uh, auspice of a government grant and a government ran uh, charity program. Gives uh, unwilling students at the cost of $25 a day to take little vials that are tainted with LSD to see what happens. Uh, one test subject actually hangs herself in her dorm room because she can't handle the, the sights and the sounds that she's seeing. Um, all of this, nobody knows exactly what's going never, on. Ever, yeah. Okay, so I know that I do a lot of black history on yeah. this show. Not in the last few episodes that I've done, interestingly mm-hmm. enough, but it does – the weird thing about this is – White people are fucked up to each other <laughs> yeah, too. Yes, because <laughs> I'm thinking of the Tuskegee experiments yep. oh, yeah. and within the African, African-American the African American community, yep. that is a huge deal, which is to yep. this day why black people do not trust, trust the government. Yeah. Not, not just the government, but yeah. the medical community, right. especially psychology. And so – it's interesting to hear this kind of thing yep. and go, okay, everybody's fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's mm-hmm. fucked up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. um, yeah. So, uh, one interesting, so this is what, <laughs> this is the operation that got me actually. Also, do not trust <laughs> your doctor. <laughs> this is the operation oh, was, that actually got don't me trust super interested in this, in this topic. So, the CIA actually at one point set up. Uh, this is called Operation Midnight Climax. <laughs> they in San Francisco, in San Francisco, using CIA safe houses, they set up brothels. 
Woo! Yes. They give fantastic. They and give the story just got interesting. Because the government's always trying to fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> they, give, they give the sex workers uh, doses of LSD to give to the Johns. Oh, okay. Not not the sex workers. Yeah. So the, the sex workers <laughs> end up giving doses of LSD to the Johns and then Rub they this take cream them on their back. Yeah. They go or so they make it last longer. <laughs> they take them to rooms with two way mirrors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then the sex workers are instructed prior to all of this to ask specific leading questions to the with John. Calvin Moore. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic show. I've listened to every episode. Every episode is amazing. So these, every one of them. So a lot of these questions are directed because they figure the the gentlemen that are that are using these services are going to be embarrassed by recounting it and they want these questions to be asked to see if they're more susceptible to answer talking about their experience under LSD. So, um, so they also those. film these. So uh, imagine you're being filmed by the CIA in a like direct direct to Pornhub uh, <laughs> sex video, essentially. But who goes to a brothel yeah. to have conversation? Yeah, is that's what I would weird, like to that's, know. Well, I mean, and this is where the LSD I mean, sex part of it comes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> New story on that, yeah. but anyway, continue. Um, so yeah, so they so this this whole operation in, in San Francisco, and the reason they set it up there because they figured the San Francisco community is more open to using sex workers at that point in time because free love and whatnot. Sure. Um, they free also love and all that jazz. They also uh, at one point uh, drug settling the west yeah. to begin with mm-hmm. uh, they also uh drug a u.s deputy marshal named wayne ritchie uh he was out at the bar um they drugged his uh bourbon and soda uh with a shot of L- uh, lsd well there's um, a problem he had soda with that bourbon yeah he ends up going he ends up going so crazy from a bad trip that he holds the bar up at gunpoint <gasps> damn gets fired and then isn't sure. in, not until 1999 finds out that the CIA illegally tested him on LSD. And here's the deal. Here's the deal. We think the people at the insane asylum, we mm-hmm. talked about this in, in uh, Halloween episodes, episode. yep. we think they're crazy for growing their own food. <laughs> like, <laughs> nope, don't let anybody touch your fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. Grow your own shit. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, and you were saying about, you know, uh, you know, African-American culture, not trusting the government, not trusting the medical profession. There's all a this. great book about this called yep. Medical Apartheid, yep. by the way. So, if you've not read it, read so it. So as I was driving down here today, uh, an, another part of the story that I didn't know until just as I was coming down, um, there was uh, a gentleman by the name of Frank Olson who was running some of these LSD programs. He ends up – so it all starts – like the, the, the book – the way the book unravels it is you start with being introduced to him as he has fallen out of – like the third or fourth story window of a uh, New York high rise hotel. Um, well, that's not really that high, then. Well, he, he ends up in New York. Jumps. Depends on which high rise you're in. Yes. Who knows what happened? <laughs> because so there was, was there two a ladder. What, did they did they water it might the ground have been to a ten, It might have been a ten <laughs> floor because I think the, the the floor number was like or the room number was ten eighteen A or something like okay. that. Okay. So either way, so he ends up falling 
and hitting he, the the, the sidewalk. Was he does not die following? right away. He doesn't die. He's he's got blood coming out of his eyes, out of out of his ears. Mm-hmm. He's trying to communicate with the the mm-hmm. the, the, the bellhop at the door. Um, they find out that there's this other gentleman in the room. Is it Donald cops- Trump in uh, in uh, no. Home Alone Two? No, no he was Tom Petty. He no. was free falling. Okay. So so they go. They find out there's two people checked into this room. <laughs> they go up to the room. They in, the the guy that was in the room with him is supposed to be his best friend at the time. Um, he's in the bathroom, hands hands on his face, slumped. Uh, you know, kind of sitting slumped on the toilet. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, We've "Yeah, he." He he jumped he jumped out of the window blah blah blah. Come to find out, <laughs> he ends up calling this phone number uh, minutes eight six seven five three zero nine. He jumps out of the window. It already looks suspicious because the way you have to get to the window is you basically have to miss and clear the bed, the dresser, the desk, like how does this guy just jump out of the window? So the hotel has really tried to like. This is not where you kill yourself, right? Yeah. Right. So the, Don't so, do it. so the bellhop. So the bellhop. The, the, when they tell it in the book, the bellhop's like, "This is pretty suspicious. How does he just jump out of the window?" So he goes down to the you know to the the desk clerk. Like we've um, tried to accommodate for white people doing strange right. shit. He goes and he goes. So was there any calls made right before this happened? Made out of this room, and the and the person goes, well, yeah, yeah, you know, because at the time it's still all switchboards, sure, and they tend to KL three five seven. Your call is good. Ten yeah, tend, okay. tend to eavesdrop on on the the calls, and they're like, oh yeah, he called, and uh, the person that was in the room said, well, he's gone, and the person on the other end of the line's like, okay. And then, like, this fixer comes in, and it's this whole thing. And you like, they go through the backstory of this guy. He's like, um, he end up thinks. Cleaner thinks, is the proper yes. term. He Thank thinks you. that the government is out to get him. Good coffee. Before he Go meets ahead. his demise. Sure. So it's this whole, like, there's this whole thing that feeds into conspiracy theories. And you're like, and it's funny because in the book they're like, well, you know, a lot of people think there's a lot of conspiracies about the government. This guy was right because he knew they were actually most likely out to get him, and no, they were going to poison. You actually are him. out to get me. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, so yeah. So that when they are actually out to get you, right? right. Yeah. So did he survive? No, or? he ends up he ends up okay. of, uh, eventually dying of of his, his injuries. injuries. Well, yeah, but um, but he does he does suffer on the sidewalk for quite some time. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so. I really highly, highly recommend uh, the Poisoner in Chief book. It is super interesting. It's super fucked up. Um, like just like all the programs that they're going through. Uh, I I cannot I cannot express enough how how crazy this book is. Um, so yeah, so that's my that's my. We did it. Most of the, most of the history, it, it could go a lot longer, but I I don't know if I, I stopped could there. Actually, <laughs> do my job and listen to this book. I would just automatically assume everyone is yeah. being being useful. drugged. Um, yeah, about what's going on? In I your always life. assume that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? I think it's time to pop out the plugs. All right. Well, I will go first. I am Calvin, and you can listen to my show, Leading Questions with Calvin Moore, on the Podcast Detroit Network. Also, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are, fa- are found. And if you are in the sa- uh, if you are in the south. Eastern Michigan, especially Detroit area, uh, during the spring, summer, and early fall. Check out 72tours.com. We would love to show you around the city. Uh, I am Dave. Hear me roar. Um, yeah, I voted for Al Gore. Uh, so there's. did vote in the end, but yes. He won. 
But he lost. did. <laughs> but Bender fucked that up. Yeah. Yeah, Futurama episode. Hillary, Hillary won as well. Uh, so Podcast Detroit, all the things. IT in the D, uh, all the things. Um, find all the chaos and mayhem and cool shit that we do there. I would like to say that I appreciate when drunk Calvin comes around, he turns into a basic white bitch with the selfies and the white claws. It oh, makes yeah. my weekend. Oh. There's not a single white claw that you've seen. You have it's plugged re- white claw at least twice in this no. podcast. I have said that people who drink white claw are basic. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Doesn't matter. You never actually Doesn't say matter. that. All you do is just, just say, you just go, white, white claw. claw. That's all you do. To be clear, I've never had white claw. I just know it's associated with white basic bitches. Like me. It's like putting raisin, raisins. Hey, Calvin. In, in, Calvin, in what's, uh, what's Santa's drunk brother's name? White Claws. <laughs> <laughs> is he really drunk? Because that shit's like water. Yeah. Right. Actually, this is all just My name is, you can find me on all platforms at T-J-L-H-I-G-H. Uh, come chat with me. Uh, you can find me at Podman Big Dev on, I'm pretty sure, all of the social medias. Uh, also check out uh, Oxi Media, uh, SourcePoint Press, Deepwater Games, N3 Art, uh, and as always, fuck Steve. Fuck Steve. Uh, StephanieMenard.com for most of your Stephanie Menard needs, and check out Cafe Macabre. It has one of my stories. It yes. is coming out Ooh. or is already out <laughs> through SourcePoint Press. Yeah. It's, it's very good and very spooky. Spooky. All right. Um, you can find Cosplay Confidential uh, through the Podcast Detroit Network on um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. Anywhere fine podcasts are heard. Yep. And uh, you can find us on Instagram where we post uh, photos of the cosplayers that we uh, interview on uh, Instagram at Cosplay Confidential or Facebook, uh, Cosplay Confidential Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at Real Kiki Elise. All right, you guys. So until next time, I'm Stephanie. I'm the Color Man Big Dev. I'm Ellie. I'm Calvin. Get the fuck out of my studio. Thanks, Dave. That was Dave. (laughs) I'm Ashley. And Jeannie.